thanks for clicking you're listening to time in with yours truly tommy crenshaw with me is always the old-fashioned cocktail loving mr anthony north hey, hey thanks for that intro yeah i mean I, I, lately it's it's been rough i mean i, I i've loved old fashions for a very long 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 time uh but but the problem lately is um i don't know it seems like people are just forgetting the the recipe i mean it's a drink that's called an old-fashioned it was based uh you know uh, from from centuries ago uh when you just take you take yourself uh some natural uh ingredients and you just kind of muddle them together and you pour a little whiskey in it and, and you call yourself uh you call yourself uh, a gentleman right but lately i've been drinking this stuff it tastes like orange fizz uh, uh, and I don't know why, but people feel like they got to carbonate everything these days. Uh, they just, it's, it's, everything's about carbonation. I mean, and, and lately I've been getting these carbonated old fashions. I mean, you may as well just bottle them up and put them in a vending machine. I mean, cause it's absolutely garbage. Uh, but uh, you know, that's just me. I mean, I, I, I'm sure all the kids these days, you know, growing up, enjoying their old fashions as little kids, they get down at the, you know, the local convenience store, you know, with a, you know, uh, after school. I mean, they, they probably love that, but, uh, but it's not me. I don't, I don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I, I don't like it when these boss try to be hip with the old stuff. I mean, it's the whole point. Like, it's like, you know, people that uh, watch baseball and they say, Oh, let's, you know, let's do something silly with it. And make it like high tech or something like that. Instead of that using a bat, they're using like a, a I don't know one of those cricket paddles or something like that. And it was just like, listen, I understand a lot of people have uh, issues with the purists, but sometimes when you go to a bar, that's what that's what you want. There's uh, I mean, this one bar I went to in Poughkeepsie. This is years ago. Uh, they, they they were trying to be clever, uh, so they had the old fashioned. And but what they did is they put it in glasses where they had like like old fashioned pants on the glass. And like a shirt, you know, like a the, the, the shoes. It was like a, it was almost like a giant, like one of those old GI Joe, like the full, you know, the big ones. Uh, but the, you drank it, didn't have a head on it. But uh, everybody's knocking these back like nothing. Uh, didn't realize how strong they were. And this guy walks in, uh, who's dressed like one of like their little outfitted glasses. And people turn around and they're trying to knock this guy's head off of his neck and drink him. That's how hammered that ball was. They had to get shut down. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that was, yeah, that's stop being trying to, sometimes being too clever can get people seriously maimed or injured. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not, I know not everybody walks into a bar happens to be dressed like the drink, but, uh, that, uh, that can happen and has happened. Yeah, yeah, you gotta be watch. You gotta be watching out for people. I mean, you know, you never know who's uh who's watching your back. And, and the, ba- the problem here, you know, is is you end up uh, uh just getting yourself into too much trouble. And, and and you got nobody out there looking out for you. I mean, it's just you versus the world. Um, you know, dressed up as a you know GI Joe soldier with no head. I mean, if that's the kind of thing that you're into, Tommy. I mean, that's, that's no, the that's, guy didn't know. But that's the bar. Like it was dressed like a GI Joe. You're misconstruing it. The guy was dressed like an old-fashioned guy he thought he was going to a bar and drink old-fashioned and he just happened to be dressed up like the the crafty bartender uh did you know it's just like you know people it's sad to say nobody dresses up dead you know i'm when i say we're gonna have a tux party at this party I, I dress like a tux and everyone's wearing those heineken t-shirts or whatever they were with the little bow ties on the t-shirt you know, get out of here with this garbage like like can we can we just go back and dress nice for like a, an occasion 
Uh, and you know those. Anyway, well, we're getting a little yeah, bit. The thing off the problem is you can't buy nice clothes anymore. I mean, if you go out, uh, all you can find is uh, you just either gonna buy yourself a used uh, outfit that somebody you know basically just gave away because they said this thing's the ugliest. This is the ugliest crap I own, so they give that uh, to you, or you end up uh, you know shopping at your your local uh, you know your local Walmart, uh, and and you can't find any nice clothes in there. I mean, there's just no there's nowhere you can go to. Get Get a nice suit these days. I mean, they all went out yeah. of business. Well, you know what they start, but what they, it got out of style because a lot of people were getting arrested for a uh, grave robbing and like going back and finding these, uh, you know, th- these grave sites from like the, the 1700s and digging up because their ancestors nobody knows who they are. Uh, so and they would uh, take these clothes from the 1700s and, and people started saying, "Where are you getting that clothes from?" And they would say, and they could smell like the, you know, the formaldehyde on the clothes. Uh, you know, so they brought, you brought in some dog, uh, dogs that could sniff out formaldehyde. Uh, but then all the dogs, uh, that apparently it poisoned their nostrils and they all died. But, uh, yeah, so. Yeah, uh, sorry. A lot of people accuse all my stories. Every, every running, episode, yeah. there's always a, a, a good old story about a dog dying with you, Tommy. Dog, mean, yeah, I, that's what. That's how the world works. That's why you don't need to be gray robin for clothes. That's uh, d- 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 that's anyway. So speaking of uh, a robin. Uh, the, 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 not the bird. Uh, yeah, but uh, there was uh, there was some robberies going on in two games. We're going to talk about uh, the, we're talking about the Saturday games. Okay, this is the NFL Saturday games. Uh, we're not talking about Sunday games because, like we said, we record these. We all got busy lives. Uh, especially one guy who's very busy, uh, who's not with us again, Mister Ricardo Lungus. And uh, briefly. Uh, he's uh, he's jet setting. Uh, he flew out to California to go uh, shoot a commercial uh, for some uh, law firm. Uh, we can't say what what it is, uh, but yeah, it's uh, so. Hopefully, uh, I don't think it's Mark Garagos. I uh, maybe it's like uh, the the cardio guy or the, the, the one of the OJ guys. Uh, I don't know. I think it was. I can't say that because you know some of those guys are not alive anymore. But uh, yeah, so. But they're not dogs. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, with that being said, let's get to some football, okay? So, uh, which game we want to talk yeah, about? Let's not worry now. about, you know, where Ricardo is and then what dead people, uh, you know, he's he's out here shooting a commercial. You know, the problem is that that invitation from uh, was, was from 1994. Uh, but Ricardo, uh, you know, like you said, he's a very busy man. He'll get back to you. Uh, just give him about 30 years. So, uh, I hope, Ricardo, I hope there's still off in uh, the spot uh, to represent the law firm that defended uh, O.J. Simpson. I, I, as far as I know, uh, Jimmy Cochran's uh, doing great, you know, just just out there in his uh, formaldehyde yeah. suit, just, uh, you know, living it up. Uh, yeah. Uh, bottoms up to you. But, yeah, and uh, uh, F. F. Lee Bailey, too. Yeah. Yeah, F. Lee, F. Yeah. Lee Bailey looked like a true, that, that, that's a true American lawyer right there. Yeah, he defended the fugitive. The, the yeah the 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 doctor that was accused of uh yeah yeah the one armed man and the five yeah that's right so yeah. uh, but yeah let's talk about let's talk about a one legged man uh and that's Patrick Mahomes yeah nice uh, uh, look Patrick Mahomes on one leg still 
still can beat Trevor Lawrence. I mean, it's uh, I was I was disappointed honestly. I thought once you break Mahomes, you know, you've you've unlocked uh, you know the portal uh, into the the next round of the playoffs. Uh, unfortunately, the Jags uh, couldn't quite figure this one out. Uh, so they got they got a. Uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence back here trying to move an offense that uh, seems sort of stuck in mud, turning the ball over, uh, really, really not really doing anything. Uh, and then on defense, uh, somehow Chad Henney takes you 98 yards down the field for a score. Chad, Chad Henney's uh, best quarterback days uh, were right there uh, in the in the 90s. And this guy, this guy's still playing football at uh, 37 years old. You know, not quite Tom Brady, but. Uh, I mean, they're both from Michigan, and and both people are, uh, you know, I'm ready to see him go away. Yeah, well, yeah, he's somebody's going to pick him up. I, I, I don't want to jump ahead, but I think the, the Giants might try to get him up. Uh, but uh, I, I think he could go. He could go to a lot of places. I, I think that was the fear because uh, when Key fell on Mahomes' uh, leg there in the first quarter, seven to seven, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, he 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 uh, is quick. I mean, he's doing like a hurry-up offense, uh, uh, Mahomes is, to get uh, to the locker room to get his fake x-ray. And uh, when I say fake x-ray, I'm speculating here. I don't know if it's fake x-ray. I just picture him going back there because it comes back negative so quickly. Uh, at the same time, he sees that somebody else is driving his car all the way to uh, the all the way to the Super Bowl. Basically, uh, he didn't want to see what happened to the Eagles some years ago when Carson Wentz. Uh, saw uh, his his backup quarterback win the Super Bowl for him that he got a ring for, but didn't really participate in the playoff anyway. But that, that so but it, so he goes in there and they got I, I picture some like predetermined like uh, images that they already like got from some med school that shows you know what what's you know what size is your ankle? Okay, we got this one from this cadaver. Uh, so, uh, sorry, not speaking of Gray Robin again, but uh, yeah, maybe it's a light bright or something like that. You know, where they put the in you know, look at the doctors playing the part, uh, like uh, like uh, uh, Dick Van Dyke in Diagnosis Murder, when he's looking at the charts, pretending like he knows how to read them, because uh, they didn't consult any medical people on that show. That's why it was so great. Uh, artistic impression of how uh, the medical field works. You know, these guys are back there with this uh, uh, Stephanopheloscopes. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it looks like, uh, looks like it's, uh, negative. Uh, we'll worry about the MRI. Go back out there and bunny hop your way through the rest of the game. And, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, I'm not saying that that's what happened. I'm speculating as a possibility. Yeah. I mean, when you look, I mean, here's the facts. Uh, when, when you're Kermit, uh, and your coach is Snuffleupagus, uh, and, and they say, you know, get back there and do what, do what I told you to. And Kermit says, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And, and Snuffleupagus says, you know, don't make me come over there and put a foot down on that ankle. I'll show you what pain's all about. Uh, and Kermit's never seen that side of Snuffleupagus before. Uh, you know, then, then you just, you just do what he says. And when he says, I want you to go back there, uh, act like you're getting an x-ray. Uh, but in reality, we're just going to give you a nice little, uh, painkiller shot. Uh, it's going to make everything just fine. Patrick, don't you worry about a thing. We got you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, that, that's the, that, that's the real facts. I don't, I don't know anything about the light brights and the, and the fake x-ray. Uh, but I, but I do know that, uh, when you go in for an x-ray, generally you're not fully clothed with layers of tape on. Uh, I, I think they had something else going on in there. Yeah, but I think what he sees a, a Fozzie Bear uh, uh, throwing a touchdown pass that's supposed to be him. 
He's like, I can't get overshine because then he pictures Fozzie Bear uh, taking his girlfriend or his wife. And then, and then, then Fozzie Bear's claiming uh, that the, the brother, the TikTok brother that he's got, uh, you know, it just gets crazy. Like, I don't, I think everybody could be compared to a Muppet or, or the Sesame Street character uh, in that world. Uh, yeah, so he doesn't want to see which which Sesame Street character is Daniel Jones. Oh, we'll get yeah, we'll we'll get to that one here in a minute. Yeah, I mean, I I gotta I gotta have one for every player. Yeah, we'll we'll get to what. Yeah, I mean, I I know you're still. I know we're still talking Jags. And look, Trevor Lawrence. uh, I mean, Trevor Lawrence honestly is just gonna be an audience member. I mean, you know, he's the guy. He's the guy sitting in the crowd who's um, just the happiest kid alive because he got to meet Kermit in real life. Uh, you know, and, and and then they were like, you know, we need you to play football against Patrick Mahomes. He's like, oh, you mean Kermit? I love Kermit. Can I can I get his autograph? Can I get his autograph? And yeah, uh, and well, hang on said, there, yeah, pal. but you got to wait till the game's over, buddy. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think it's that it's that much of a disparity. Because hang on, yeah, because okay, b- before the, the the Trevor Lawrence uh, bad play because he was Trevor Lawrence playing good, but uh, late late in the fourth. Uh, you, uh, late in the fourth, you uh, you get a pass there. You're in the red zone. You get it to to Agnew. Uh, catches it on the seven, and he, he's on the four yard line. And then it fumble like it's just right there. Five minutes, thirty seconds left on the clock. You know, you 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 it's you're twenty seven seventeen. You're down by ten. Could easily have been twenty seven twenty four. So you, you could have made this a tie game. Uh, you know, in no time. Because they were holding Kansas City in, in the fourth quarter, but then, uh, then okay, so they get the redemption time and uh, throw at three forty eight left, and then uh, Mister Waffle House uh, decides to throw a pick. Um, yeah, so uh, that kind of I think those two plays may probably cost them. Uh, you're thirty seconds on the clock. You eventually get a field goal. Clap, clap, clap. Now you gotta get an onside kick. Um, yeah, and uh, you, you don't. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, a lot of, a lot of gamblers out there are mad about this game, uh, because their Kansas City, uh, going to the game had a spread of nine and a half and, uh, you know, ends with seven. And so, uh, yeah, I, I don't yeah. think that, yeah. everybody, everybody hates the backdoor cover, but, but look, uh, the, the Jags are over here, uh, you know, one play away, f- uh, so many different times and, and you just got to make the play. I mean, Jamal Agnew had his opportunity, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he had the kick return. He was, it was, he was free. He was gone. Uh, however, the kicker took him out. Uh, I believe that's the kicker's first, uh, actual tackle in NFL, in his NFL career. Uh, you know, before that, this guy had only whiffed. Uh, so Jamal Agnew, try not to fumble the ball and get tackled by a kicker. Uh, and, and maybe your team can go on to maybe a little victory or at least, at least overtime. And, and, you know, this, this was an overtime style football game. I mean, it was back and forth. Uh, the Jags did everything they, uh, could do, uh, you know, except score. So, uh, rough, rough time. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like the plane crashed uh, somewhere in, around the second quarter in this game when they realized Mahomes was not done yet. Uh, he comes back out of the you know locker room and he's fired up and ready to go on one leg. And that's, that's when you know you just that you have not killed the king. You gotta you gotta do a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. And to your point, uh, frogs I think can regenerate a lot faster than humans can. So uh, yeah, so. Let's uh, let's move on uh, to the um, I don't want to call it a game, uh, but um, 
the yeah, yeah, let's event. move on to the what Sesame Street characters Daniel Jones conversation. That's the one everybody's yeah. been waiting to have. How about everybody? How about everybody else that's been cheering him on should be called Forgetful Jones. There's a character there uh, because he forgot that Jones was a subpar quarterback. Uh, even your coach that designs plays for him, like he's Peyton Manning. Uh, get out here with this garbage. Uh, you know, I, 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 I think Dabo is getting a lot of press out there. A lot of, and you think he's a good coach. I think, uh, but, uh, I think he's got to find himself quarterback. Uh, I, I, I just, uh, I, I, I think this game, uh, lack thereof, uh, most of you listening are aware that, uh, it was a punishment on the Giants who are loaded and great defensive plays on that. I'm saying the Giants, uh, defense was hanging in there for a minute. But when you got Daniel Jones trying to impersonate Josh Allen by throwing a ball at the shoes of Darius Slayton, and, and then just out of nowhere comes the Sanford Bulldog, the former giant, by the way, comes flying like a banshee with his arms just hanging down like an orangutan or something. I, I'm just saying he his arms almost to the ground and picked this pass off. Uh, and uh, it, he had some other great plays. Uh, James Bradbury the fourth, the IV, uh, it made the Giants need an IV after this game. Uh, but um, yeah, he's like the the third best uh, uh, passes defense uh, in the league behind Jalen Ramsey and Sauce Gardner. Uh, what you think about that one, there, pal? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's a, there's a lot to unpack. I mean, the the fact is. Uh, when you get a, into a game and, and Daniel Jones is your guy, I mean, he, look, he's a he's a fine man and, and everything, uh, but I don't know. I had to turn it off, honestly. Uh, as soon as I saw this uh, this guy lose a contact lens, uh, and and the Giants had to take a timeout so they could bring people on to try to find a, a clear piece of plastic on a football field, I, I knew this wasn't going to be his night. Yeah, but the, the, the moment I think a lot of people turned it off, especially in the tri-state area, uh, was right there in the, in the when you got six minutes left in the first, and you, you're fourth and eight, and your head coach says, we're going for it. That, that right there, I think every Giant fan pretty much just turned off the television because that's what they said. We understand where this is headed because what happens, they don't convert, but guess who takes that drive and scores? And scores again, it scores again, it scores again, scores again, it scores again, it scores again, it scores again. The Philadelphia Eagles playing with a banged up quarterback and a banged up tackle. Uh, that I mean, that, that, that's the thing about these yeah, I mean, guys. It's pretty, yeah. I mean, it's pretty tough. I mean, you got a quarterback with a bad, a bad shoulder. Yeah. Uh, and you got a, a, you got a offensive tackle with a bad groin. You know, you would, you would think, if anything, that these are probably two uh, key parts of the team. But I don't know. It doesn't seem to bother the Eagles at all. Nick Sirianni's a, you know, he's he's a, a force of nature. You know, I saw the guy go down and celebrate a uh, touchdown late in the game, and you know that guy ran faster than Saquon Barkley did. So when your head coach is in better shape than the opponent, I, I would say you're in trouble. Brian Dable's not going to be doing that. I tell you that. There's no there's no fifty yard dash in Brian Dable's future. Uh, but but look, uh, Daniel Jones. I mean, as Dable said, he's been a consistent guy since he's been here. He competed. I mean, that's what you got to say. Uh, but on paper, Daniel Jones is a great quarterback. I mean, 6'5", 220. I mean, he's just uh, he's your prototypical NFL quarterback. However, you know, can't run, not very accurate, not exactly bright. 
you know, it's it's rough. I mean, he is a Giants quarterback, though, and that's what they are. I mean, generally, if the Giants are going to win, as Ricardo would tell you, it's going to be the defensive line. It's going to be Kayvon Thibodeau. It's going to be Dexter Lawrence. Uh, but, you know, like you were saying in the pregame, it seemed like the Eagles knew uh, exactly what the Giants were going to do, and they and they just game plan. They did. They just out game planned them. Yeah, I I, th- I think uh, yeah they did out completely out game plan them. But I, I think uh, uh, Sirachiani, I mean uh, Sirianni, uh, did, sorry, I did, did, think I had some uh, great great noodles last night with some uh, sriracha on it, uh, some Thai spice and stuff like that. Uh, a great a great country producing some great food. The uh, the Thailanders. Uh, I think that you call people from Thailand, Thailander. Is that like, is that like, or is that the Scottish kind of have the, uh, the, the, the ownership of that? Uh, anyway, but, uh, but I think he's got one of those dog collars on because he was, he was dancing almost on the field after every play. And I think he got the shot collar that tells him, uh, the, the, the GM said, okay, we cannot lose yards. So we're going to put a shot collar, let you know you're about two feet away from, uh, from getting on the field. Uh, that's how uh, animated. But uh, I, I'll say this: hats off uh, to, uh, to, to you know the Giants could not protect, especially you know the guy that you know, Dexter Lawrence, who's got got the Giants tattoo on his arm, is supposed to get paid this off season. Uh, you know, you shift the money around. You got rid of uh, uh, the, the Sanford Bulldog, who's on the uh, the Eagles. But you, uh, but you also couldn't protect against another Bulldog, uh, uh, Louisiana Tech Bulldog. By the name of Boston Scott, who's basically like a little leprechaun, or the size of actually a bulldog, uh, if he stood on his hind legs, uh, is like a you know he's listed at five six, probably like five two. This guy was just getting in the end zone. This has been he's been terrible against a, a great against the Giants all year long. Like this guy's got like uh like eight touchdowns in like three games or something like that. So it's eleven. Excuse me, it is eleven touchdowns. Uh, Boston Scott, I mean, this guy is a bowling ball coming through, and you, you say, oh, we got the best, uh, you know, a, a, a nose tackle, uh, Dexter Lawrence, and now this is going to hurt his ability to get some money because you're saying you can't uh, tackle the small guys. And that next thing, you have, you, they, when you when the Giants are playing next year, watch, all these small guys are going to be appearing. Like, they're going to up the practice squad guys and just put your small guys in rotation. And they're not going to know what to do. I think the Giants are going to have a horrible year next year because they exposed what they cannot do. Uh, I don't know. I mean, actually, I think it's a brilliant idea. When, when your team's named the Giants, bring in the smallest people you can find. Uh, you know, put them in that big Giants uniform. Uh, and, but it's the other way around. They look, can't defend the, the Giants can't defend the midgets. Like, this is like the It's just like David and Goliath. It's like, it's pretty simple math. You got a giant. Okay, we're going to find a small guy. It's so you're saying the giant. The Giants decide to, to size down, but they're gonna have to find somebody else. That I just think that did. I I don't know. I think they're painting themselves in a corner here, and not only that, but uh, you're painting yourself in a corner by having your backup being Gardner Minshew. But that's a story for another day. Yeah, I mean it is. It, it truly is. I mean, but I'm thinking about a lot of different plays. Brian Dable is a creative guy. I mean, this guy, this guy. I mean, I wonder if he's ever thought about launching a player uh, with the football. You know, like like here's the thing. Okay, you find two guys with uh, extremely long arms. You know, kind of kind of shaped like a catapult. Uh, and then you find a really small guy like a Boston Scott, right? Uh, and, and so you run, uh, he, he jumps on someone, uh, you know, shoulders, 
and, and then they launch him like a, you know, like a old, uh, you know, like when you're trying to attack the castle and, and you're trying to send, you know, uh, the boulder over the moat, uh, you know, and, and you do it that style. I mean, it's, it's kind of, yeah, uh, I don't think similar. that's legal, but yeah, but I mean, it's, it's kind of similar to like the Tyler Huntley play, you know, where the guy reaches out for the ball, but this time, you know, instead of Tyler Huntley being like six feet, like 195, he's like 4'11, 65 pounds, uh, you know, and you, and I don't know, like it's, it's an, I mean, it's an angry, it, look, it's an angry birds offense everybody knows eagles are, are uh, angry birds uh, and the only way to beat an angry birds with an angry bird yeah yeah, so but, I, uh, yeah, no, but, yeah, yeah but at the huntley's defense people that want the game said they heard him say go go gadget shoes uh which anybody that knows suspect a gadget he had those spring-loaded shoes i think he thought that uh, nike whoever somebody was trying to provide some spring shoes uh but at uh, but they didn't get them there on time uh the, I, anyway, I don't. I, but but yeah, I I I think. Uh, oh God, I don't know how to process this one. Uh, Jeb, I excited the Giants. Oh, they're great. They're great and jinxed them. Uh, give me the last word on this one here, Jeb. Well, look, the last word, as Kayvon Thibodeau would tell you, a lot of people have a stigmatism uh, about the Giants uh, and, and, and their quarterback. And so until you break the stigmatism uh, that Kayvon Thibodeau would uh, be able to explain much better than I would, uh, the Giants aren't going to be winning any playoff games uh, in the near future. And that's the end of the game. Thanks for listening to Time In with me, Anthony North, and Tommy Crenshaw, TTFN. <laughs>